I'm Ray Rogers. You're listening to Fix This, a podcast exploring tech ideas and solutions to some of today's largest challenges. 911. It's one of the first phone numbers many children in the U.S. learn each year in case of emergency. Whether it be a fire or a medical emergency, we rely on someone to answer and send help. But much of the infrastructure behind public safety answering points has not been updated in decades. With over 6,000 public safety answering points across the U.S., aging infrastructure can hinder the delivery of emergency services just when people need it the most. To dive into how the cloud can power tools and solutions that provide public safety communications teams with the insight they need, I chatted with Ed Via, Chief Technology Officer of NGA 911, a technology organization that works with public safety teams across the U.S. to help them modernize their tools. Take a listen. Here in the U.S., um, when you need to get emergency help, you call 911. So someone will call the number, and on the other end, a dispatcher picks up. Can you walk us through what that process looks like for the dispatcher under the traditional system? What are they seeing? So they will have location information, and the specificity of that location depends on the type of call. Landline calls will be the exact location. However, most calls, about 80 to 87% of calls today are wireless. And for that, it's unlikely that in the initial moments of that call being received that they'll have an actual location of that individual. They'll have a general location within the cell coverage area. The place where the call is answered is known as a public safety answering point or a PSAP. I think that might be a little bit unintuitive, right? We are hyper-connected in today's world, but that's not always true. And in these moments of real need, when you're calling in, the person on the other line may not have all of that information at their fingertips, like we may assume. The 911 system was started in about 1969, the late 60s. The technology is still based on the legacy telephone system. Adaptations were made in the late 90s into the 2000s for wireless, but those adaptations are limited. And uh, certainly they were made prior to the smartphone or what we, we became familiar with as a smartphone. Nonetheless, the need to fit wireless technology into the legacy system has greatly limited or greatly limited the features available to 911 over that link, and in particular, the location of the individual. Now, there are mechanisms there that allow the PSAP, the call taker, if you will, to get a better idea of your location. But this still does present a lot of problems, particularly in rural areas, or as you can imagine, uh, jurisdictions, one across the river, from the other. A typical one may be the national capital area, the Washington, D.C. area, where you have Maryland, Virginia, Washington, D.C. You have cell towers in all three of those jurisdictions that go over the Potomac River. And so traffic from one side of the river, the other can be picked up from a tower in Virginia, but they're actually calling from Maryland. They're calling from Washington, D.C. And that call initially goes into Maryland and then has to be rerouted. I'm from the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area. And it can take half an hour to cross the state line into the district if that's where you're trying to go. So traffic can be a real issue. And this is a problem if you're not getting connected to the 
people that you need to get connected to. Right. In fact, there can be an accident in the Woodrow Wilson Bridge on I-95 there. You'll be familiar with it. It's very high up. You can be picked up by a cell tower in either Maryland, Virginia, or even DC. It takes a verbal communication very often to figure out where that call needs to be directed. How are these limitations preventing PSAPs from connecting people to the services that they need? Call taking or dispatching at 911 center is a very stressful job. You can imagine that. You can understand that, right? Well, imagine now that you're trying to help someone who's desperate. And when people are dialing 911, it's not their best day usually, right? And so these are people that are in, in distress. They themselves may not be able to communicate effectively where they are. The call taker is doing their best to get the individual the services that they need. So this only adds to the stress in in that environment. NGA 911's tagline is technology to empower emergency response. What does NGA 911 do to innovate on behalf of PSAPs? We are uh, building out what's known as next generation 911 systems. We're doing that. We were awarded a contract in California. And what that entails is taking advantage of all of this information that is on your smartphone. So fortunately, all of us today kind of have a very good idea of what's available from the phone service, uh, from the location services that we have, from our cameras the ability to text, to send videos, so on and so forth. So we're making all of this information available to the modern next generation PSAP, which is contrary to what we just talked about. That's not available today. Do you have any anecdotes about what PSAPs are able to do with NGA 911 that may have been impossible before? As we're deploying in California, uh, we're going through, as you can imagine, very rigorous testing. And the first PSAP that we're launching, Cal OES, which is the uh, California Office of Emergency Services, was observing the first calls going into a particular PSAP. And the calls that we were sending into that PSAP were arriving with the location simultaneous with the call. So again, these are wireless calls. We were doing them over a number of different handsets. So, you know, the Samsung phone, the iPhone, and from different carriers. And uh, as these calls came in, the actual location, not the cell sector, but the actual location was coming in simultaneously with that call. And that that was exciting for everyone because, again, 80 to 87% of calls these days are wireless. And that's only going to increase. This now allows that call taker to respond more efficiently and effectively to someone who's in distress. The first thing they'll do is 911, uh, what's your emergency and where's your location, right? So that they can verify that. But this certainly helps that when the person calls and they actually give their location and that location is reflected on the call taking council, that, that really reduces the stress of the operator, I'm sure. And how is the cloud helping you to innovate on behalf of your customers? How is it really powering some of these advancements that you're making? Really what we're offering is a call processing software where we're taking calls from the major telcos, we're processing those calls and we're delivering them to the PSAP. What's very important to public safety is resiliency. So if you think of the traditional landline system, right, you have one wire or a bundle of wires going into the PSAP. We're able to now use multiple connections and come in through multiple passes. So we'll have two different fibers going into the PSAP. 
We'll use wireless as a backup into the PSAP, and that connects to the cloud through multiple points in our network. Uh, we like to say that it's enough points to make it public safety grade, and public safety grade is 99.999% available. And in fact, we can achieve something higher than that by using the cloud to uh, provide for cost-effectively many instances of our call handling system. Not only is availability and that redundancy and reliability so important, um, as you can imagine, security is also important. Can you tell us a little bit about that concern? Just because you have it physically located in your facility doesn't uh, make it secure. What we're able to do with AWS and with having virtual instances is that we are cycling through all our instances all the time. So every eight days, we're changing out our instances. This means that we have the most recent software, the most recent patches on the core operating part of our network, on our host system, so on and so forth. And this is part of this uh, joint responsibility model that we have together with AWS, where they help maintain the security, where AWS maintains the security of the host devices. And we do our part by making sure that we cycle through those on a regular basis. Yeah, and so are PSAPs traditionally, or even now, the majority of them, do they run on-prem? They just have their own data centers, they're hosting their own servers in the back room. How does that look? They'll have the, the phone lines coming in, but almost everywhere they're still on-prem. So they're still their own servers, their own mapping servers, their own hardware. Another advantage of the service we offer and of the cloud is that it's always new, right? It's always fresh and it's always up to date. And this is something that can be done much more, right? It can be done much more effectively. Ultimately, what is NGA 911's hope? How um, will this offering not only help the PSAPs themselves, but improve the experience for people who are calling in and who need emergency services? Well, th that is our hope. That's everyone's hope. That's California's hope. That's our hope. Uh, and uh, I'm sure it's citizens hope that next generation 911, and it will bring just a higher level of service, awareness and capability to PSAPs around the country. And this will make citizens secure, safer. It'll protect property better. Um, there, there are just a number of incidents that we can imagine where the new technology will allow for individuals to actually reach out to 911 in ways that are safer. Just as one indicator of so many other capabilities that are out there that are just going to make citizens safer, feel more secure, and fundamentally reduce stress at the PSAP and for call takers and dispatchers and first responders in general. First responders re responding to an incident will have much more situational awareness than they have today. To discover more customer stories, check out our archives wherever you get your podcasts or visit us online at aws.amazon.com slash fix dash this dash podcast. Thank you to our guest, Ed, and thank you for tuning in. If you like today's show, please remember to subscribe, rate, review, and share. We'll be here on the next one.